Good morning. This is Larry with Emergency Management. And in a series of podcasts over the next few weeks, we're going to look at some specifics related to holiday safety. On today's show, we will be discussing fire safety with Longview Fire Marshal John Dunaway. But first, a word from our sponsor. Taking care of your mental health is just as important as your physical health. At Columbia Wellness, we offer behavior health care for all ages. From telehealth counseling to inpatient addiction care, we offer the level of support your mind needs. Don't wait to enjoy life again. Give us a call at 360-423-0203. At Columbia Wellness, your wellness is our passion. Welcome back. Again, this is Larry with Callis County Emergency Management, and as I indicated before the break, we are privileged to have with us today City of Longview Fire Marshal John Dunaway. John, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Larry. So, John, fall and winter here in Callis County is an amazing time of year. Um, you know, the leaves are turning color. It adds to our natural beauty. Hunters are out hunting. Shoppers are shopping. Families are gathering for the holidays. There's a real buzz. But, John... I know from my experience that there's a number of precautions people can take so that they're not the next to say, I never thought it would happen to me. So today I hope that we could kind of talk about a few of the main topics that you see that really turns a joyous holiday season into um, something forgettable. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. Everyone's houses are busy, and um, it's more important than ever this time of year that people pay attention to what's going on around them, and there's some simple things they can do to stay safe during the holidays. Okay, so I'm going to throw a few things at you uh, and just see what you're, what you're thinking. Uh, we'll start with, of course, a tree, a natural tree. What what should people be doing with these trees? Well, the the first thing you should do is uh, pick a good tree. Pick one that's still not not dry, that the needles don't slide off in your hand if you uh, uh, grasp a, a branch. And the first thing you should do when you get that tree home is cut off about two inches off the uh, trunk to make sure that tree can continue drinking from the stand when you get it home. Uh, the best thing you can do from that point on is keep it watered. Keep it in a stand that can support the tree. Check that stand daily and uh, keep it full so that tree continues to stay moist and not dry out because a dried out tree can be a real hazard if it catches fire. Okay, so you say water. Um, A lot of people talk about these homemade solutions or store-bought solutions to add to the water. Does that make a difference? Uh, I've never seen one that uh, makes a big difference. Like I say, Larry, I think the best thing you can do is is make that uh, cut at the trunk and just keep it it well watered. I haven't heard of a solution that does better than that. Perfect. So a lot of people are going away from the natural trees and are using fake trees and feel perfectly comfortable that nothing's going to happen because they have a fake tree. How about that? Artificial trees are a good alternative, especially for folks that have allergies. And, you know, some people need to do that. Just make sure if you're in the market for an artificial tree that you look at those tags. The things you're looking for is to make sure that it's uh, flame retardant. That's that's an important factor that uh, folks want to be sure they're looking for. Okay. So now that we've got our tree, um, we start putting lights up and decorations all around the house and outside the house. Um, I know uh, cords sometimes are too long, and uh, should we roll those up and put them in a tight ball and keep them out of the way? (laughs) You know, I I see that, uh, and and I even go to some of my relatives' houses, and I look at their setup and say, you know, you really shouldn't be doing that. 
those cords carry electricity, of course, and electricity, when it gets dispersed, uh, creates heat. And when you coil those cords together, that heat can't escape like it's supposed to. So you should never coil those things up or put them under a carpet or, or otherwise ball them up so that that heat can't escape. It's important that those cords can breathe. Perfect. So now uh, um, it's the time of the year again where we're seeing a lot more candles burning. Uh, any tips on that? Yeah, yeah, candles are my least favorite thing this time of year, as regardless how much my wife loves them. Uh, we go around and round about this every year. There's about 7,400 fires every year is caused by candles that fire departments respond to in this country. Uh, my recommendation would be to use those flameless candles, the kind with the LED and they're battery operated and they look really great. But uh, if you're a, a, a realist and you really want to get into the holiday season with real candles, then uh, make sure you're using candles that are in a uh, sturdy candle holder that won't tip over, that it's non-combustible holder and that it's at least one foot away from anything around it, especially curtains if, with an open window or kids playing, those curtains can flap and get into that flame. Just make sure you have good distances around those candles is the best thing you can do. So now we're going to talk about my favorite subject, eating. Uh, but before we can eat, in most cases, we need to prepare the food, and it seems that there are more ways than ever to cook the food now uh, an electric stove or oven gas gas stove or oven a deep fryer for turkeys barbecues what what are we seeing with uh, food preparation well you know the best thing you can do in the cooking world is pay attention to what you're doing regardless of what type of stove you're using uh, another statistic here there's about 173,000 fires in the United States every year caused by cooking it's the leading cause of fires in homes in the United States and uh, in general uh, Thanksgiving Day is the leading day uh, for cooking fires as you can imagine in the United States so uh, pay attention to what you're doing, particularly on the stovetop. Keep an oven mitt and a pan lid nearby in case you have a grease fire on the stovetop. You can take that lid, smother the top of the pan, put the fire out, and turn the heat off and let it cool down. The worst thing you could do is pick up that pan and either try to take it outside or take it to your sink. You're going to spread that fire or, even worse, burn yourself in the process. Stay in the kitchen when you're cooking. Like I say, be aware of, of what's going on in there. And if you're using your oven, which everybody does this time of year, stay at least in the home and check that oven frequently. Don't leave your house with something cooking in the oven. Uh, something we talk about year-round is keeping children out of the kitchen. Provide some kind of a three-foot buffer around all those cooking equipment so that kids don't get near the stovetop and, and, and you can prevent those burn injuries that way. And turn those pot handles to the back of the stove so that if there are small kids that get in the kitchen, they don't reach for those pot handles and pull something hot down on top of themselves and burn themselves. Uh, th those are the main tips on cooking, regardless of what you use. Uh, it's all about being aware and uh, paying attention to what you're doing. Okay, John, so I know I've invited you here today to talk about holiday safety, but this time of year seems to be the uh, perfect storm for residential fires, doesn't it? It does. There's a lot going on in the house, uh, and you can't keep an eye on everything at the same time. So the things that we preach year-round are test your smoke alarms, make sure they're in good working order. Uh, if you have uh, matches and lighters in the house somewhere, put them up because you may have little ones in the house that aren't normally there. You're not watching them. You're not used to that. Put them someplace where they can't get to them. 
if you have smokers in the house, ask them to smoke outside. Provide them with sturdy ashtrays that are non-combustible, no paper plates. Don't put them out in the planters that are on the patio. Make sure that uh, they have good non-combustible sturdy ashtrays to use. And uh, if you have people staying overnight in your house, make sure that they're aware of your home escape plan. That if the smoke alarms go out, they know how to get out, they know where to meet, and they know to make sure that everybody's accountable if the fire department needs to respond to a, to a house fire while they're there. All right. So what about now approaching the, the fall and winter season? I remember electric heaters, uh, especially baseboard heaters. They've got a little dial on the wall or on themselves, and everybody thinks if you turn it all the way to the left, it's off. Right, right. And is that the case? That is not the case. Uh, thanks for bringing that up, Larry. Most of those baseboard heaters or even the, the recessed wall cadet heaters that, are, that you see, when you turn those all the way to the left, they're usually down to something around 50, 55 degrees. And if the weather gets down below that, that heater's going to kick on no matter what setting that thing's on, unless you turn it off at the breaker. So keeping those unobstructed, making sure there's nothing in front of those heaters year-round, in winter especially, because those temperatures do get down there. And if you're not paying attention, uh, bad things can happen if you block those heaters. Yeah, I know that uh, over the years, I, I remember going to several calls in which um, people had just, you know, where do you stockpile things? Well, let's just put them on the floor. Right. Uh, and, yeah, next to those electric heaters is a bad thing this time of year. Absolutely. And so wood stoves, um, what about uh, the chimneys and green wood and I, hey, we got lots of paper this time of year. Are we going <laughs> to burn them in the fireplace? Right, right. Uh, well, you should only burn seasoned wood. Green wood is going to uh, burn, but it's going to create creosote in that chimney and, and creates a chimney fire hazard in there. So well-seasoned wood is the best thing you can use in there, uh, providing a, a sturdy screen in front of that fireplace or wood stove to make sure anything that, that pops in there doesn't pop out of that uh, wood stove box and catch a carpet or something outside on fire. And make sure that thing gets inspected every year and, and cleaned and make sure that that chance of chimney fire is reduced by having it inspected and cleaned every year. And so if I can't burn that paper in the uh, fireplace uh, or in my uh, wood stove, I can burn it outside, right? Uh, no. Um, there's there's no burning within the city of Longview and in general uh, even in the county, there's no burning of any trash of any kind. The only thing you're allowed to burn would be natural vegetation, land clearing type things like that. And even in the city of Longview, even that's not allowed. Only recreational fires would be. So recycle. You know, when, when you have something that uh, you can't get rid of any other way, uh, recycling is the best way to do it. And it doesn't cost you anything more than your regular uh, trash pickup. So uh, I would encourage that. All right. Well, John, thank you very much. I appreciate you being on today. And uh, thanks for those fire safety tips. And folks, have a great holiday season.